trying to say something nice. What does that go for in China? What is the price of intention at the NYSE? What's the rate on my yearning for peace? What's the demand for my rage at the plight? Teach me the market and place. I'll be there tonight. Welcome to Lulu. coyote who comes to me in nightmares right before something bad happens. I'm interested in premonitions. With the corpse having been identified as belonging to Tamara Tillman, we learn that Duncan Coons is still missing. His mother has had a premonition. A vision Janet Coons. It was so strange. I was, is the word confused? Is that a strange reaction to have? And then I was over the moon. And I went to him and the whole world went down to a little spotlight, a sharp little tunnel. We were alone. It was Duncan, but not really Duncan. And what's all that behind him? Conventional wisdom says the first 72 hours of a search for a missing person are the most important. When public awareness is at its highest and people are most motivated to help before potential breadcrumbs have vanished or evidence has been destroyed. We are well past the 72-hour mark. The stutter-stepping of recent announcements has been hard on people. There's a body. We assume it's Duncan. It isn't Duncan. Morale is low. Folks have started really mourning, saying reflective, retrospective things. Talking about Duncan and his potential in past tense. A little memorial has gone up next to the boathouse of his former rowing team. Having paused the search with what turned out to be the discovery of Tamara's body broke what momentum there still was. Now the search resumes in a diminished capacity. And now there's the concern of what happened to Tamara Tillman, which competes for attention, energy, resources, deserves its own thorough investigation. Tamara's funeral service is scheduled for Saturday at Green Meadows Cemetery. 
her boyfriend, Chesterfield Brownie Brown, is busy making the arrangements. Meanwhile, working with police to tell what he knows. And, for now, still living with Tamara's son, Francis, as he has for many years. Soon, Brown will have a decision to make. Regarding Francis, whose father has never been in the picture. Their future together, or lack thereof. If Francis can stay in the double wide. Police Sergeant Mary Ann O'Connell. The results are in on the Tamara Tillman autopsy. We're looking at a loss of blood as a result of an encounter with. I'm not supposed to say mauled by wolves. But when I think of what was missing from her neck and her lower jaw, I don't particularly care what I'm not supposed to say. This investigation's been really slow to pick up any speed here. Her financial paper trail evidently terminates five days before her body was found. And I haven't, for the life of me, been able to place her anywhere by anyone's account since then. So her boyfriend Brownie was off on what he calls a run. That's several days of item acquisitions all over the state. That's an easy story to corroborate. So I reach out to Brownie and I ask him, Brownie, when was the last time you saw Tamara? Last Tuesday. I went out on my run last Tuesday. And I say, and when did you get home from your run? And he says Saturday, very, very early Saturday morning. Did you speak with her on the phone at all? Um, no. And I say, Brownie, if you hadn't seen or heard from Tamara in four days, why didn't I hear from you? Why didn't you file a missing persons report? And he says, I just thought she left me like my cousin and like my cat. I just thought they all left me. It doesn't add up. So I ask him, why was she wearing that? Why was she out there? I need to know why Tamara was dressed like that. I could see he's really getting sick. He's turning green here. So I reach out. And I put my hand on his shoulder, and he finally says, People here think they're going to die. Oh, one-eyed boy, I know what it's like to miss your mom. Little one-eyed boy, I too have seen the fantasy undone I don't know if I can hug you I don't know if I'm the lousy one I maybe wasn't perfect for you mama Would I be a better papa to a son you down in many ways oh, one-eyed boy you 
tell you you can stay I don't know if I really love you I don't know what you like I don't know what you do for fun Tomorrow will not come for tomorrow Should I try to be a papa to her son? One-eyed boy Concerned that I'm representing things in an incomplete way. Not giving the whole picture of Lulu. The concerns or behaviors of the people here. To put it bluntly, not everybody really cares about Duncan. Search parties. Hooper's Hill. Some folks are just occupied with other things. There's contractor Rick Langerhands, for one. Rick Langerhands. She got rid of my stuff. She changed the locks. You know, she blocked my number. You know, if I show up, she says stuff like, I hate you, Rick, and stuff, and makes me go away. You know, it's crazy, but I've never really been single before. Like, not for a minute, since I was like 15 or some dumb stuff. And uh, it's not as cool as I thought it would be. I mean, when it first happened, I had to live with my folks for a while. Literally in the basement, I was like, no, 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 I'm not this guy, you know. And so I, I picked up a few extra jobs. I tell the boss I want long days. Take take, take the weekends. I, uh, I'm a contractor for a foreclosure rehab company. Basically, when a banker or whoever forecloses on a house, I'm the guy who comes in, fixes stuff, mow a lot of lawns, change locks, winterize, junk removal, get it back on, get it back on the market. And for better or for worse, business is booming here in the valley. It's like, um, you know, the money's good. The work's there to get. And, uh, you know, it's depressing as all hell, making a living off other people's problems. But it's also, like, whatever. So I save up pretty quick, and I get an apartment in town and uh, that's above the saloon. And um, that's exactly what you'd expect, you know. And I'm looking forward to taking a company home. You know, like, uh, like women for stuff. Be all like, hey, come upstairs so I can show you my etchings. And that doesn't go at all how I thought it would. First of all, like, I already know basically everybody. And second of all, they, like, know about it you know about Sally and I didn't really think about that part they 
they like take they all took her side you know and you know i'll try to send somebody a drink and she'll like <laughs> send it back uh i bought a beer for sardinas my old baseball coach and i come to her with it and i say hey coach i got your pbr and she looks down at the beer and she says to me she actually said to me and you didn't put anything in that beer did you rick and I thought that was really freaking rude, you know? I'm like, fine, screw you too. And whatever, I don't know. Totally wanted to take Coach upstairs. She's a female, by the way. Did I say that part? Anyway, so that totally ruins my night. And uh, so I go upstairs and I'm looking at the mattress on the floor. Like, the like four things in the fridge, the empty walls and I'm like dude Rick you can't bring a female up here man Jesus Christ get a f- poster or something man buy a house plan or take down the pyramid you know and even think about like making a list or something you know like stuff to buy like things to wear things to do and I just I, I don't want to you know it just sounds boring it sounds expensive and uh Sounds like something I'd suck at. So, I just, you know, I just don't. So then I decide, this is the time, you know? Like, this is the time I live my own best life. And, uh, you know, it comes pretty natural. You know, it's not a problem. Other people would say it's a problem, but I don't have a problem, you know, because it's awesome. I'm starting to get a beer belly. You know, I'm getting zits again. I eat food from the gas station. You know, it's like the new Rick. It's like a, it's like a lifestyle. Okay, so like one time, me and the guys closed down the bar. You know, we help them sweep and stuff, and they let us smoke after hours, and we grab a case of beer, and I got an eighth and a couple grams upstairs, and we order a couple pizzas. We're about to go do after hours of mine. And at one point, Justin's got his shirt off, and he's just, like laying on the floor, and he's got like a slice of pizza on his chest, and he's just like barely moving his thumbs. And this man looks me dead in the eye, and he says to me, "Look at how little I'm moving my fingers, Rick. I'm eating, and I'm barely moving at all." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, this dude's a mess," you know? talking with his mouth full and he's got like a slug trail of pizza slime all through his chest hair and you know so I just leave him to it you know I just slide over sit with Cooper and the time machine it's what we call a table in front of the kitchen window because that's where you sit if you're going to do a ton of like blow and chain smoke all night and talk about your dad and stuff next thing you know it's birds and school buses and work and stuff that's why we call it the time machine you know so we strap into the time machine and we're talking about Sally and uh, and how she found that dead body in the woods. That must have sucked. So I want to make sure she's okay and stuff. And so I borrow everybody's phones and um, try her a bunch and I leave all these voicemails and stuff and I'm just trying to be considerate or whatever. And I don't know if he's just trying to, like, piss me off or shut me up to be funny, but Justin kind of rises from the dead and leans up off the floor, and he says, she's boning O'Connell, you know. And I'm like, say what? And she and he says, Sally. 
and Carl O'Connell. And then he does the thing where you make a hole with one hand and you stick a finger in a bunch, you know, like a P and a V doing it. And he tells me he's down at the pet store to get bird suet because songbirds are a very good fortune. And... <laughs> it's locked and it's the middle of the day. And he goes bang on the door. And after a minute, Sally comes out out of the stockroom and then Carl O'Connell comes out of the stockroom and Carl just starts talking about putting heavy stuff on tall shelves. And Cooper chimes in, Justin, drop it, you know, and Cooper turns to me, Rick, stop calling her. Then I look up at the clock and, uh, you know, the time machine worked because it's already eight in the morning. And I don't call Sally. I call the authorities. I dial 911. And I speak to one Sergeant Mary Ann O'Connell. And I tell her I got some information that might be of interest to her. And I tell her what I hear. And she tells me she wants to come over. And I say, okay. And I hang up the phone. And Cooper immediately jumps up. And he's calling me like stupid and stuff. And he's talking about how I'm super high on drugs. And I shouldn't be inviting the cops over. And I say, Cooper, I don't care. And Justin says, Rick, shut up. And Cooper says, Justin, come on, this genius just invited the freaking cops over. And they all leave all pissed off, like I give a crap. But I actually, you know what, I don't give a crap. And I I wasn't allowed to go to work that day. Or whatever. But one day O'Connell's going to thank me. And she's going to feel really bad for arresting me. I guarantee that. police sergeant recently said this. I go up to Hooper's Hill, which I had only tried the once. And since then, it's been nothing but paperwork and evidence gathering and getting stonewalled by the mayor's office. That statement has been gnawing at me. Stonewalled by the mayor's office. When I was a kid, men and the hardheads, the weather front, when they came to my hometown, our mayor was almost beloved, and he did not play nice with them. He didn't capitulate, and in a matter of weeks he vanished and was erased from the earth without so much as a grave marker or obituary or service. It was a punishable offense even to say his name. Lulu's Mayor Minor is a different story. He came from out of town, not long before the structure went up on the hill. He's frustrated the police sergeant's efforts and turned a blind eye to public concern. Simply put, he sure seems to be a plant installed by the weatherfront to give themselves the run of the place. But today he's rattled. Somebody must have shaken him down pretty good. Or he's seen something behind closed doors. Mayor Minor has never sounded like this. Mayor Minor. Yes. 
I'll allow that things have become This isn't what I expected. This is not what I expected. I am trying to say something nice. They found the wrong body. No. It's a mixed bag as soon as I said it. A woman is gone. A scavenger loses his lover A mother holds hope for her son A son who had some kind of mother Is now without one The salmon runs strong up the river At least so I hear Welcome to Lulu 